We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in, everybody, to the CFP Nation All-America podcast presented by Twisted Tea. I'm Bill Trochi, senior editor at SportingNews.com, alongside Bill Bender, our national college football writer at SportingNews.com. You can follow Bill on Twitter at BillBender92, and you can follow me at Bill Trochi, and keep an eye on the main Sporting News account at Sporting News. If you enjoy this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and submit a brief review that would be very helpful to us. It's a half hour of free entertainment. That's worth one or two minutes of, oh, yeah. of writing a review, right, Bill? Five stars. Put a five on that. You can do it. Yeah. Thanks for and thanks to all our listeners. I mean, we're at the uh, we're most to mid season. We're going to have to look at mid season All Americans pretty soon. It's amazing to think, yeah, with the just how the calendar fell that we had five full weeks in September, five full Saturdays plus the week zero and everything, like we talked about. And a team like Notre Dame already has six games uh, of their six of their twelve were played in, in August or September, which is sort of crazy. Um, so yeah, should be a fun week again. Um, you know, got some big ones, some uh, games that are going to affect the, the college football playoff picture for sure. Uh, last week we talked about it. There were ten top twenty-five teams that were road favorites, and they're all playing like either conference teams or definitely Power Five teams, whatever. There were 10 top 25 teams. I expected a lot of chaos. Didn't know where it was going to come from. What happened to those 10 teams? They went nine and one. <laughs> there was yeah. no, very little upset. The only upset was LSU losing at Ole Miss of the whole 10. What do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, well, and they couldn't tackle, but we can get into that in a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's like you said, you wrote an excellent column at Sporting News yesterday, you know, detailing why Georgia shouldn't be number one. And I think that's become a little bit of a story of the season now is that these 11 teams or so many of whom were on that list uh won last week and it's it's you know i i heard this analogy from peter burns a couple years ago he was on the radio and i always steal it from him and, and peter's a good dude he he referred to like college football as this like demolition derby and it's who which car gets knocked off the track first lsu and is the first one and notre dame was pretty close and 
Alabama's flirting with it. You know, they, they kind of get off the rails and then, you know, who knows? And then Matt Hayes wrote an excellent column this week about A&M. So I've read a lot of good stuff. He, he, you know, A&M looks pretty good. So we'll get into that in, in our picks this week, but uh, that's the SEC. And by the way, Kirby said they should all be ranked. Kirby's wrong. We can call Kirby out on that. He said every SEC team should be ranked. Well, that's <laughs> maybe he read your column and didn't like it. So that was his comeback. I don't know. Um, I, th- I would say Duke over Clemson was the only like, whoa, what's going on? And, you know, now that the season has played out, it wasn't as much of an upset looking back. No. But that Monday night on Labor Day, that caught people off guard. But we haven't had too many of those, really. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So I want to ask you one more thing before we get into the viewer's guide, before we get into the confidence contest, which I don't want to get into. Uh, we, and before we get into Trochi trivia and everything. So I want to ask you, uh, we got four kind of surprise undefeated teams. I mean, more than that, but like who are facing a big test this week, who would you say has the best chance of remaining undefeated of these four kind of surprise undefeated teams, Kentucky at Georgia, Missouri playing at home against LSU, Maryland goes to Ohio State, Louisville at home against Notre Dame. Four undefeated teams facing really their first true, true test of the season. I I didn't pick any of those teams to win this week. I would say Missouri has the best chance to win. Because I don't know what kind of they beat LSU a few years ago in a wild game that was very similar to Ole Miss. Uh, I was texting back and forth with one of the dads here in Pickerington. His son is uh, a soon-to-be four-star quarterback, and um, I he was telling he was talking about Cook from Missouri. He watches they he watches these quarterbacks with his son. He's like, I really like Cook's game, and I said, Yeah, he's efficient, seventy percent, and it doesn't hurt when you're throwing to Luther Burden. So I think of those four, and we'll get into some reasons why with the other 
three that I, you know, as we get into the viewer's guide, but I'd probably pick Mizzou, which would make a lot of the people we work with at Sporting News happy. <laughs> Except for Matt, because Matt Latowski, our fantasy editor, is a huge Mizzou guy, but he's also very much fell off the cyn- cynical tree, just like me. We, I think we're curmudgeons back and forth, so he probably thinks they're going to lose by 20. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to see. Even if one of them pulls it off, it'll be cool that you know they're continuing their kind of magical start or whatever. But uh, all four have big challenges for sure. So, all right, let's bring in some Trochi trivia to get started. It's a real quick question: Who are the top two rated passers in the ACC? That's my trivia question. Who are the top two rated passers in the ACC? Maybe a trick question. There is, because I know it's not Drake, but we can get in. All right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, think about that one. We'll revisit that at the end of the show. And uh, now let's get into our viewer's guide. Okay. We're going to go into the, the noon window. We start off right again. All the, So many big games have been at noon this year. Uh, and it's been kind of fun to kick the day off like that. Uh, I've always said that the, the, the ratings is matchup dependent. It's not really time slot dependent. People will find the game, but just it so happens that um, a lot of the big games have been at noon this year. The biggest game this weekend is at noon, of course. Number 12, Oklahoma versus number three, Texas in Dallas. Uh, ABC has this one. Uh, Texas is a five and a half point favorite. The first time since 2011 that both teams have been unbeaten. Uh, this seems like, uh, you know, a different Different OU team for sure. Can you see here? Here's a question for you before we get into like all the other details. Can Texas jump to number one with a win? No, maybe. I mean, you know, that's thought is out there. And Jacob Hester and I were talking about that on his show yesterday that, yeah, if they win, you could make the case that they've had the best six or seven weeks to start the season. And, uh, they are favored and they won this game large last year. And there's going to be a lot of emotion. We had a lot of fun talking to Chris Hummer about this yeah. game. So, I mean, yeah, there'll be a case for that for sure. And then the Texas's back material will be off the charts because they will have survived a three week stretch where we talked about Baylor, Kansas, Oklahoma. So you're looking at what six and oh, and heading into the back half of the season with a mulligan in their back pocket because you're allowed to lose one. And that puts them square in the, the playoff race. And so, yeah, they, they would definitely be close. I guess the, the converse of that is if Oklahoma wins, how high do we move them? I mean, I, I just think they're too much of an undercard in this game. Like, they're good. And this they're going to play with an edge. But I, I don't remember a Red River rivalry or showdown. I, I don't know which one we have to call it. Rivalry. Rivalry now. Where it was Texas is going to win by a ton. It's been a while since they've, we've had one of those. Even that last year was not expected. This year, um, it's almost expected, which is weird. So some of the research I was doing for this game is how much Oklahoma tries to run the ball. Uh, and, you know, because Texas D-line is getting some some props out there. And they're 18th in the nation in rushing defense. Oklahoma likes to run it. They've... They average 39 runs a game and 34 passes a game. So they're they're trying to run first a little bit, uh, but they're 93rd in yards per carry. Uh, so they are not running it effectively thus far. 
and it's going to be even tougher against Texas's D-line. So a lot of this game is going to fall on the shoulders of Dylan Gabriel. Yeah, and he's super efficient, and he's a good player. And, you know, this game has swings. I mean, you look at that – what was that stat I had in our picks this week? It was something to the effect of, you know, a lot of these games are one-score games, but none of them are three points or less. It typically falls in that five- to seven-point range, eight of the last ten meetings. So it, it's who handles the swings. Because this game is totally – you turn it in the first quarter, it's 21 nothing. And then it's 28-21 the other way by the third quarter. And, you know, the Caleb Williams game a few years ago was mm-hmm. evidence of that. You've got to be able to handle the momentum swings in this game, and we'll see how they both do it. It's always wildly entertaining. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, that Caleb Williams game was was uh, one of my favorites of that whole season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just see him come off the bench and kind of introduce himself to the country. Yeah, it was really fun. This is going to be fun. Like you said, Oklahoma, we don't know what to make of him. I think you have been on the Oklahoma bandwagon earlier than a lot of the national people, and we'll see if they, they show up. And, you know, there's no shame in losing to Texas. Uh, you can, if you put a good showing, they still deserve to be in the conversation for, you know, top 15 team and all that kind of stuff. Alabama obviously lost to Texas by 10. No one's writing Alabama off yet. So uh, I'm gonna we'll, just... pre- we'll pretend Barry Switzer didn't hear you say there's no shame in losing to Texas. So uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have, if I speak to him in the near future, I'll, t- I'll tell him somebody said that. See what uh, Barry says. So uh, no, but you're right. You know, it's a uh, 15. Uh, they'll be top 15 either way, unless it's like one of those 48, 49 nothing type blowouts. All right. So another noon game. The big noon game on Fox is going to be Maryland at number four, Ohio State. Ohio State is a 19-and-a-half-point favorite. Maryland is number 26 in both polls, first team out. Uh, They have beaten three Power 5 opponents by 25 points per game. Uh, And uh, Tolua leads the Big Ten in passing yards per game. He's second in rating behind J.J. McCarthy. Maryland's pretty good. Uh, How do you see this game? Because Ohio State's been off since the Notre Dame game. They've been getting pats on the back for pulling that one out. They feel like they're right in the playoff picture, right where they should be. That was a big hurdle. It was a lot of, you know, release after that game, some emotion from Ryan Day, of course. Mm-hmm. Are they going to be focused on Maryland? They have – They have. last year was a two-score game, but they've blown them out several times over the last oh, 10 it, years. It's a tricky one to pick because I know this Maryland team is better. And they've had four trips to the shoe, and they've lost by an average of 47 points per game. Wow. So these have been slaughters when they've gone to Ohio State. That said, and I remember talking to Talia about this, not this year, but the year before at Big Ten Media Day, where, I mean, he he thinks about these games a lot. He doesn't think about the four-touchdown game against Michigan State. He thinks about the Michigan game and the Ohio State game and, and the Penn State game. Penn State beat them 30 nothing last year. But they lost to Ohio State and Michigan by an average of 10 points. So I think there's gonna they're gonna play with some confidence in this game. It's just a matter of with the Terps, and I, I we have them in our top twenty-five, by the way. I've for two weeks because I think they're a top twenty-five team and they've recruited well. And Talia is a veteran quarterback that's played a lot of football, but it really comes down to can you come can you come out and beat one of these teams? They are gonna be a team in the Big Ten next year that benefits from not playing those three schools every year. I, I think they they're gonna be a uh, like right in the middle top six team in the big 10 because of that maybe and uh 
Mike Loxley's doing a good job recruiting there and building that program. But this is a moment where, yeah, like you said, if Ohio State comes out focused, the Buckeyes will win. The line looks tricky. I think Maryland will hang around enough to cover, but it still feels like a double-digit Buckeyes win. Yeah, we've seen it across college football that these teams with the veteran quarterbacks versus the the young quarterbacks, the rookie quarterbacks, that the there's a difference, right? Like Cam Ward, for example, we'll talk about him later. You know, a guy in his second year is just performing at a higher level. You look at a guy like Dante Moore, actually same game. We'll, we'll talk about that soon. You know, the freshman quarterback, his you know first game at Utah did not go well. His first, you know, true challenge. And so um, Maryland has the advantage in a, a, a quarterback in terms of experience in this game. Yeah, and and McCord building off that confidence. I think Ohio State would do themselves a great favor by putting Notre Dame in on the back burner because it's Big Ten season now, and you know the the Ryan Day thing that ran its course. Um, I think it opened himself up to probably more criticism as the season goes on because you know if they lose to Penn State or Michigan or even this one, if they lose to this one somehow. I could see Ohio State fans blaming Notre Dame somehow, blaming this whole feud with Lou Holtz. So, oh yeah, Lou Holtz, just keep blaming him for this. It'll be his years. fault <laughs> if they lose to Michigan, you know that kind of thing. So, no, um, yeah, it, it'll be an interesting game though. All right, our third game in the uh, noon window is going to be number twenty-three LSU at number twenty-one Missouri. That's an ESPN game. LSU is a six and a half point favorite. We already talked about it. Uh, Missouri is undefeated. Uh, LSU is coming off a 55-49 to 49 loss to Ole Miss, tackling optional in that game. Uh, Brian Kelly, I watched his press conference from Monday, and a good chunk of it was spent on the secondary and what they can do to get better. Um, Ross Dellinger, I listened to their podcast. Uh, from He works for Yahoo now. said, you know, in his summer visit to LSU – he pulled some of the coaches aside and said, all right, what's what really, what's your concern? And they all said the secondary. And uh, that has proven to be true. Uh, who's Missouri's best player? Wide receiver, Luther Burden III. So uh, tell, we got to tell our friend Matt that uh, that's an advantage Missouri can look forward to. Brady Cook, second in uh, passer rating in the SEC, but Number one is Jaden Daniels. He'll be on the other side of the field. So should be an interesting one. Shoot out two of the best, the top two receivers in the country, Luther Burden and Malik Neighbors. Uh, top two in receiving yards, both five touchdowns. Uh, LSU had 17 missed tackles last week. That can't happen again. <laughs> I picked LSU in our picks against the spread earlier this week, and I'm like second guessing it because six and a half, I'm like that just now that game, the more you look at it, it's like that feels like 38, 34. Big spot for Mizzou as we mentioned at the top with these unexpected undefeateds and for Eli and we'll see if they can get it done. And and for LSU and Brian Kelly, it'll be a matter of focus. Now, sometimes when a team loses two and we worry, are they in it? They just take it out on the next team. And, and that could totally happen here. LSU could go up there because of the talent advantage that they have and just put a smackdown on the zoo. And I wouldn't be surprised either, but they just got to tackle somebody. Yeah. I just, I, I, said it last week about LSU you don't know I mean their game against Mississippi State that's not the same competition but they just they looked like a machine right right and they've been a Jekyll and Hyde team for sure uh one last note on this game according to the Sagarin ratings 
Missouri's strength of schedule sits at 88 and LSU is three. So clearly, obviously LSU has had, uh, you know, the tougher road Then two losses back that up. Um, and that is probably why they are a touchdown favorite on the road. All right, we'll move on to our afternoon window. Uh, start at three o'clock Eastern time on the PAC 12 network. It's going to be number 13, Washington state at UCLA. UCLA is a three and a half point favorite. And the question is, why is that? I don't know. Uh, you know, Washington <laughs> state's been a good super dog. I think this That's will be the a trap line of the week. It is. We have a trap every week. That is a trap. Well, the, Cougs have covered twice as an underdog. Uh, last time these guys played in 19, it was 67 to 63. The last five games have been one score games. It's that was a the good... wild comeback, right? Like yes. they came back from like 30 down or something. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a game that, you know, the, the late Mike Leach would appreciate. I think they're going to get up and down and, and score a bunch of points. And this Washington State team's a lot of fun. And uh, for UCLA coming off the loss, I mean, granted, it was at Utah. Both of these teams had a bye week. And so there could be a little bit of rustiness earlier, early, but I think it'll be a, a, a fun game. You know, two fun quarterbacks, another Pac-12. Again, wrong window because it's up against Alabama and A&M, but, you know, make sure you have a TV on that one. It'll be a good game. Well, yeah, and it's on the Pac-12 network. The Pac-12 network, they got Colorado later. We'll talk about that. And they got this this game too. Two good games, but they won't they won't get the exposure. Cam Ward, great story. I think we jumped the gun on him. We featured him last year, uh, but he has really matured in his second season. He has 13 touchdowns, no interceptions, and he's really emerged. He's third in the Pac-12 in passer rating behind Caleb Williams and Michael Penix, which is two guys yep. that uh, probably they're one two in the Heisman race at this okay. point, right? So. Uh, no shame in being number three in that league right there. So, yeah, I mean, we're rooting for him. Uh, I know you, you you did a lot of research and, and talked to people about him last year. And, you know, he's really living up to the rep this year. And it's good to see. It's good to see. Right. So, yeah, I don't, we'll see in our picks later. But I, that, that's a line I can't figure out. Uh, right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. 
So over at 3.30, CBS, like you mentioned, number 11, Alabama at Texas A&M. Texas A&M unranked. Uh, Alabama's only a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Game's been very close the last two years. Dramatic finishes. Both won by the home team. Uh, now they're back in Aggie land. Uh, no, no real Saban Jimbo talk this week. It's more who's going to take control of the SEC West, right? Yeah. And, you know, I mentioned Matt's column and that spooked me a little bit because Matt's always on to like, when it comes to SEC matters, he's on to, when he says Texas A&M could do this, he's not, Matt wouldn't write that Texas A&M is good and they've turned a corner and all these kind of things with, with Max Johnson, unless he really means it. So, I mean, they absolutely have a chance to win this game, but I saw an Alabama team that, you know, Nick's on the sideline dropping F-bombs. He's getting fired up about every call. I think Saban knows what he has now and knows with Jalen Milrow what they can be and how efficient he was last week. They didn't turn the ball over. He turned the ball over a lot when they played AM last year. They ran into a trouble spot at AM the last time they played because at AM because Calzada got hot. I think Alabama is a little bit better on defense and they're going to rely on that defense. And it, at his core, Saban likes that. So, yeah, that's another tricky line. It's moved around a little bit. It's actually moved down. So there is a little bit of value with the Crimson Tide if you want to go that way. Yeah, and it's the funny that I think you mentioned it yesterday. Max Johnson has faced Alabama as a starting quarterback. And, of course, Jalen Monroe, who's fairly inexperienced, right. has faced Texas A&M as a starting quarterback. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, this game has been fun, like we said, throughout the year. Who has the better quarterback? Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, Max has played a lot more football. He's more experienced. It's kind of that Talia. And, you know, we talked about all these transfer quarterbacks that have played a lot of football. I think Jalen Milrow is a little more talented because he's, you know, he, but he's raw. You know, he's, he's not the most accurate quarterback. But in with what Nick Saban did with him last week, I think was better. I mean, they went down to Mississippi State. They took care of business. I think it's going to be a fun game. I think this could be a really defensive game, like 24-21 type game. And uh, But to answer your question, if I had to pick one, I mean, Max Johnson has played a lot of football and is experienced. And if it gets down to the fourth quarter and you need one drive, he's probably your guy, right? Like it, And that's going to be the pressure point in this game. Yeah, that's interesting to think about. I think it, it felt like Alabama was approaching the A&M game last year. A&M wasn't very good last year, too. It was just, let's get through this game. We don't have Bryce Young. Jay, let's let Jalen hopefully he doesn't make any mistakes so we can just kind of move on. And Jalen did make some mistakes, and Texas A&M almost pulled the big upset, uh, even though they were struggling and they, you know, they did not have a great year right. last year, but they did almost beat Alabama. So that'll be a good one, 330 CBS. Uh, our third one to keep an eye on mid-afternoon, Syracuse at number 14, North Carolina, 3.30 on ESPN. UNC is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Syracuse is 4-1. and one. Uh, Their lone loss was at home last week to Clemson. They didn't really show up for that game. I was a little surprised. Uh, I picked Syracuse. That didn't happen. Um, that was a common theme last week. Uh, North Carolina, what do you think? They're very quietly undefeated. They have a first-round NFL quarterback. They're undefeated. They you know, they beat South Carolina on opening night. But since then, I feel like they've kind of just 
falling off the radar and then they're just kind of quietly winning all their games. Yeah, I uh, you know, they've got a tough better defense, not like an elite defense, but their linebackers are good. Cedric Gray, Kaimon Rocker, Power Eccles. I mean, that's an underappreciated group of linebackers that's working with Gene Chizik. They they've played better defense. Drake May has been good but not great by his standards. Uh, throwing a couple picks and they have a good running game. They have a good support system around Drake May, though. So while the numbers might not be there, this is a better team. It's probably the best team I think North Carolina's had under Mac, and and they've gone to an ACC championship game. So that's saying something. And with all these ACC contenders, they're lying under the radar a little bit. So I think they take care of business at home here. By the way, pretty good against single digit spreads too. So I, I like Tar Heels. Yeah, it's like Duke has gotten a lot of attention. Uh, rightfully so. Miami's gotten a lot of attention with that big win over AM. They're undefeated. Uh, Florida State obviously has gotten a lot of attention. And then uh, old North Carolina with Drake May is also undefeated. And and uh, we'll see if they start to get some, a little more attention. This is a chance to, you know, beat a solid team against Syracuse. They're unranked. and uh, But uh, a chance for Drake May to show out a little bit. Um, so now moving on to the evening window. Uh, 6.30 on the Pac-12 Network, Colorado at Arizona State. Colorado is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Travis Hunter out two more weeks. So he's going to miss this one. He's going to miss Stanford. Then they have a bye week. Uh, Deion Sanders said yesterday that he's hoping he'll be back for the UCLA game uh, after the bye. Uh, Colorado finally out of the spotlight a little bit. What do you think? That'll be good for them. Um, because I think this is where the real work begins. Uh, Arizona State, first-year coach Kenny Dillingham, kind of the other end of the spectrum. You know, five different quarterbacks have played for him this or four different quarterbacks that have five touchdowns and eight interceptions. Colorado's played one guy, Shadur Sanders, 15 touchdowns, two and in, two interceptions. And that's that helps. It helps having a quarterback when you're making a transition as a first-year coach. So, yeah, I think that's one of the big differences there. And Arizona State not playing for a bowl game this year. This could be one of their bowl games. This could be one where Colorado better be ready to play because that's the target you paint because of all that attention. I still think Dion's going to get them to a bowl game when you look at the back half of this schedule. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the ratings will be less, obviously. And uh, out of sight, out of mind, in some ways, can be good for Colorado over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, that's very true. You know, Arizona State, they, they've, they, I read they may redshirt Jaden Rashada. He's supposed to be out about a month, but that would be interesting to limit him to four games, preserve his redshirt. They're not going to a bowl game this year. So, I mean, he can still almost play all the games he's healthy and stay at four. You know what I mean? Because, right. like I said, he's going to be miss out, out a month and then they're only going to have 12. So, and then get, you know, preserve the red shirt for, you know, who knows, like we said, these veteran quarterbacks, they're really emerging. Trenton Borgay will get his second start for Arizona state. He did throw for 344 yards last week right. uh, when they lost to Cal, but you know, wasn't enough. They have a four game losing streak heading in spread might be a little low. Uh, just it's hard to read though. Colorado's, you know, emotional state after being on the big stage week after week after week. And, uh, mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see what happens there. All right, another game we we mentioned number twenty Kentucky at number one Georgia seven o'clock ESPN Georgia fourteen and a half point favorite. 
Keep in mind, Georgia, one of four teams, according to teamrankings.com, not to cover the spread this season. Though they got a push last week at Auburn, a late push with a touchdown with three minutes to go to uh, win 27-20. They were, I guess, where they were a seven-point favorite. Um, so we've talked a little Kentucky. We've talked Georgia. Do you think the, you know, two touchdown plus a hook line is accurate? That's tough. I went back and forth on it all week because it, it, this that we could be a week early on. This is the game where Georgia reminds everybody. And on the flip side, I think this is a really good Kentucky football team with Ray Davis that has played within themselves. And even, even when they played Georgia a couple years ago, not last year, last year's game was pretty close. Um, the year before when they went to Georgia and that was Georgia's just ridiculous defense. They, uh, they moved the ball on them and they were efficient. They just didn't have enough talent. And I've seen this movie with these two before. And I think Mm -hmm. this is Kentucky's best team. So it should be a, a fun game. They've, Lost the last five at Georgia by an average of 27 points. So, I mean, the risk is there, but I I think it's going to be a big weekend for the Bluegrass State, and this is a good showcase game for Mark Stoops. Yeah, speaking of, nice transition. Number 10, Notre Dame, at number 25, Louisville, 730 on ABC. Uh, Notre Dame is a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Louisville and Kentucky, never been 5-0 at the same time, according to Pat Forty. Uh, this is the third of four straight primetime games against undefeated teams for Notre Dame. Uh, lost the first one, won the second one, both close. This one could be close too. Uh, it's uh, going to be a hostile environment. And this spread, it's, it's one point different from the Duke game. It's just one point uh, higher. Uh, Duke was a five-and-a-half point spread. This is a six-and-a-half point spread. Is this going to be another four-quarter battle for the Irish? Maybe, I, you know, Louisville's good and, and Brom is amazing. The work that he's done there. And uh, I think I know the trivia question as a result, because I, I can see where you went with that, but um, <laughs> you know, it, it comes down to plumber and turnovers. And uh, if they can do that, I went down to this game a couple years ago when they played at Louisville, Notre Dame did. And it was great atmosphere. Notre Dame struggled in that game, if I recall. First half, they did, because Louisville ran the ball effectively. And that'll be the key in this one. Now, on the other side, Audric Estime, uh, Josh Pate had a fantastic stat. Not only does he lead the nation in rushing, he has 10 rushes of 20 yards or more. I mean, that's that's best running back in the country material. And, you know, that's the guy that scored the touchdown last week. And he's a big physical running back. He's not actually. What's that? He had two touchdowns, actually. Oh, I mean, well, there you go. But he had the big <laughs> touchdown, though, the one that yeah, – Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 um, he reminds me – he's not quite as big, but he's like – he looks like Bettis when he gets his pads turned. And, you know, obviously not nearly as big as the bus. Maybe he is. But um, that kind of physical running will matter on the road. And, again, it's just about how they handle the emotions of a third straight road game or a third straight primetime game with the big one coming next week against USC. Right, and those two were just heart-stopping, emotionally draining games. Both of right. them came down to one one play on both of them. They made one, they didn't make one, and uh, yeah. So it will it will be it will be a challenge. And again, this goes to coaching and getting your team in the right mindset. And we're still not sure where Freeman is in his second year. People believe in him, people love him, um, but he's still learning on the job, as we're seeing. And uh, 
but they pulled pulled that one out last week against Duke. So, all right, let's get into our confidence contest real quick, and Ooh. then uh, and then we can get to the trivia answer. Uh, our confidence contest. I still lead, thirty four to thirty and a half. Mm-hmm. You won five zip last week. Like what was it? Two weeks ago. Or three weeks ago, I missed them all, and you gave me a little pep talk. You said, you know what, yeah. sometimes this happens. Whatever. And then the next week, I went undefeated. And then yeah. last week, winless again. So I, I'm sort of like LSU. I'm up and down. I'm a Jekyll and Hyde, too. Are you going to give me another pep talk this week? Been, well, the picks of sporting news, I'm still – each week I do those for us, and I'm right hovering right around 500. I think I'm one game under, uh, two games under, I think. And I go about 500 every week. So it's just you ride these like waves of oh I was three and zero oh after the early games and then I'm three and six so it's every window it ought to be fun this weekend I got I think we have some good picks uh, All right. so just as a reminder it's a confidence contest we go five games against the spread and the most confident you assign five points four points for the second most down to one five four three two one Bill you can kick us off with your five pointer for this week I'll go to Notre Dame. Seven or is it six and a half? Six and a half. I'll take the six and a half then. I'll, I think they win by a touchdown. I mean, that kind of follows ACC script when they play ACC. They still covered last week despite the struggles. I think uh, that as emotional as that is, and that is is a road fave. I don't think Louisville's quite there yet. I, I do like Brom. I think they'll run some trick plays. It'll be very similar to that game. But the last time they played down there, they won by 18 because of the running game and because of the efficient quarterback play, I'll take the Irish for five. Yeah. I was scared of that game. I just, I don't know where their head will be. Uh, they almost, like I said, they, you know, came within a fourth and 16 of losing. And then, you know, they certainly wouldn't have been within uh, six and a half point favorites had they lost that game. It came down to one point. So, I mean, one play. So I, I stayed away, stayed away from that game. My five pointer, is the trap game that we talked about. Mm -hmm. I'm taking Wazoo plus the three and a half uh, at UCLA. I just, I just, Washington State's better. And they have two big quality wins this year. The resumes don't compare at all. Um, They were both home wins for Wazoo, but I don't think the Rose Bowl is an intimidating environment. You know, UCLA kind of failed their only test at Utah. We're looking at, we're seeing Utah, great D, but, you know, they can't do anything on offense. They didn't do anything on offense in UCLA. UCLA still couldn't beat them. Uh, Dante Moore kind of looked like a freshman in that game. So I'm going Washington State, and I'm going to gladly take the three and a half. I'd probably give the three and a half if I had to. Yeah, I'm for that's all to be continued on that. Uh, <laughs> four, I have uh, Alabama minus two and a half. I, I think Texas A&M can beat them, and it's this whole we, we – prematurely buried Alabama thing. And I think Nick Saban's running with that. I think they'll find a way to go to the road, win a tight one. I was impressed with how they handled the road environment last week. I think that defense is nasty. Max Johnson is played better, you know, and he is a veteran, but there are some limitations to that. And I think Alabama's figuring some things out on the offensive end. So I'll take the Crimson Tide going to be tight and it because it went down a whole point because I could see them winning by a field goal. I'm going to go ahead and go with Alabama. Yeah, BetMGM's got a two and a half right now. Yep, almost so, steal that one. There you go. All right. Uh, my four-point Texas minus six and a half against Oklahoma. I just think they're they're 
They won 49 nothing last year. And Oklahoma is certainly better, but I think Texas is better this year too, better than they were last year. They're better on the lines. And I don't think OU is going to be able to run the ball. So it's all on Gabriel. Maybe he's up to the task. Maybe he isn't. Too much five power. I just, you know, one touchdown, I don't think it's too much to ask for this Texas team, especially when they went down to Alabama one by 10. So I'm taking Texas minus six and a half for my four point. Yep. I mean, that's a good pick. And to be continued on that, I got uh, Western Kentucky minus six and a half over Louisiana Tech. It's a little, I never, I rarely go off the board, but I still like that Western Kentucky team. I think they're the best team in that conference. Um, they got on track after the Ohio State win. Their offense is fun. And when they win, they win big. So I'm going to go with the Hilltoppers as a kind of off the board. I, I rarely stray off the top 25, but that's one I'll take. Way off the board, baby. I like it. I like it too. All right. So I'm going to echo you with the three point. I'm taking Alabama minus two and a half. Basically, all they have to do is win the game. And a lot of people have made a lot of money betting on Nick Saban over the last 15 years, I think. So, um, you know, I thought that, you know, the Aggies got him two years ago down there. That That's a one-off. I can't imagine him getting him two out of three years. Of course, they almost got him last year too. But I, I feel like you're right when you said he knows what he's got now and they know how to attack with Mo Rowe at quarterback. They understand his limitations and how to work around them. And the defense has been playing very well. So, you know, let's not forget A&M got kind of blown out by Miami earlier this year. I've kind of put that one aside. Um, so I, I I just think Alabama, they're, they're in a better spot. They look terrible against USF. But again, that wasn't a Milrow game. They've kind of figured out how to work it with Milrow. Um, and so I think they can win this one. I mean, so that takes us down to what, two? I yep. got Washington State. All the reasons you said, I mean, plus three and a half. They've been good. I've I've gotten most of their games right this year. So, you know, spread-wise, I, I feel like I have a decent read on them. I think they're the better team. I think they're the better quarterback and uh, the more experienced quarterback, and they go down there and win. I, I like them to win outright. So, I mean, that's an upset pick worth taking this week. Agree. Agree. And we felt the same way earlier in the year. Uh, they were underdogs to well, they were underdogs to Wisconsin, right? Yes. And then underdogs to was it Oregon State? Yes, they've won straight outright as an underdog twice. Twice. So, yeah. so why not make it a third? Let's make it a third. All right, my two pointer is Iowa minus two and a half against Purdue. They're at home. Cade McNamara obviously is out. Is he out for the year? He's out. He for the is. Game. There might be two and a half people watch that game. One so of that's, them's our that's editor. Tough. <laughs> our boss is at the game, so yeah. he'll he'll definitely be paying attention. But um, yeah, Iowa. I think again, the the ask is to win the game and defensively. You know, Purdue hasn't been great this year. They had a win last week, but I feel like Iowa's going to have enough to figure out how to win the game, and that they. they you know, two and a half is not much to ask. Defense is so good. They always make plays on special teams. And, you know, it's going to be low scoring. I know that. But I think they can win. And then two and a half, all you have to do is win the game, basically. So I'm taking Iowa. Yep. And one, I'm taking Texas. Same. I mean, six and a half, like the same reasons. I think the Longhorns cover. Um, always risky, though. I thought about putting Miami here. 
and the 17 and a half because I like that line a lot too, but I'm going to go with Texas six and a half. Interesting. So we got three picks that are the same. There ain't going to be much movement in the standings at that point. So I I know. I'm I'm playing defense. I'm boxing you out. My one pointer, Maryland plus 19 and a half at Ohio State. You talked about it a little bit. Big line. Huge Uh, line. They've obviously played well. They covered a 25 point line last year with a 13 point loss against a better Iowa State team, Ohio State team. I think Ohio State is not as good as they were last year. I think Maryland is better than they were last year. And like I said, it was a 43-30 game. So my yeah, hope that'll, be, that, that'll be fun. Yeah, that'll Maryland can at least keep it within 19 and a half, uh, even though it's on the road. Right. So, all right. Well, before we get out of here, Trochi Trivia, Bill Bender, who are the top two rated passers in the ACC? Well, I – I think you tip the hand a little bit. I know Van Dyke's one of them because I've kind of tracked him throughout the year as one of like the underrated quarterbacks in the country with what Miami's doing. I played around a lot with the Georgia Tech line this week because I was like, half of me thinks Georgia Tech will have a rise up moment after an embarrassing loss. The other half looks at Miami, how they're trending. They're really good on defense. They're really good on offense. We're probably not talking about them enough. So I know Van Dyke's one and I think Plummer's the other one because it it just makes sense because I know Drake may has the picks and I know Jordan Travis is probably close. And this is a trick question. So I'll say plumber <laughs> plumber and uh, Van Dyke would be my answer. Well done. Yep. Well done. You nailed back on it. Track. You Wrong. nailed it. You are back on track. And it's interesting that actually the third quarterback uh, in the league is uh, Haynes King. From Georgia Tech, yeah, somehow, and somehow really, some way, he's he's the third rated passer. So. Leonard doesn't throw enough, I don't think, or, or he's probably close. But yeah, I mean, Plummer, it's a Jeff Brom quarterback, so it's like it's kind of an easy whoever his quarterback is going to be up there, right? <laughs> so, all right, well, that will do it for our show. We will be back Saturday night uh, for our live show on the CFB Nation uh, YouTube channel. You can join us for that chat on Saturday night. Thank you to everyone for listening today to the CFB Nation All-America Podcast, brought to you by Twisted Tea on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Write a review if you can. Uh, Thank you to Irish Breakdown, your source for Notre Dame football information. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your day, and we will see you Saturday night.